Tune in to the hottest sports talk show on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us weekdays at 7 p.m. Stories about players and coaches of all levels. We make it easy to talk sports. actually going to do the Kevin Walker intro and say good evening, good evening. I could do this all day, and that is talk sports. And I get a chance tonight on She Knows Sports with Brittany and Princess to do it with Kevin Walker, and I'm excited about it. I woke up thinking about it, sent him the list, and he said, okay, let's go, and here we are. Kevin Walker, good evening, sir. Good evening, good evening, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's Thank it. you so much for having me again. Two weeks in a row. I'm, I'm so excited Two about it. Looking forward to it. Yes. Looking Thank forward you, to the sir. topics. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Shout you. out to to my girl Brittany Jones. She'll yeah, be back yeah. soon. Um, but I'm excited mm-hmm. to do this with you. And and let's get started. You know, I I didn't get a chance to hear sports talk with K Walk and never had it so good, listeners. I know you know sports talk with K Walk and E Scott. If you haven't tuned in, you gotta catch them. And you can find them after that on Spotify and iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, iTunes, all of that. But you got to yeah. catch them. Um, and I'm just excited to have them here. So, Kevin, I want to get straight to it. We are officially, it's August, and we are in the season now football. There's some football Ooh. tonight, Kevin. Thank, <laughs> we made thank it. goodness. We're getting up six. We're getting up six, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yes, yes. And it, that game comes on at 8 p.m., and I see it's a live stream on several um, um, platforms, including Peacock. No matter where it is, I'll find it, and I'll watch it for sure. Yes. But, Kevin, let's talk about it. It's the Jets and the yep. Browns, and um, I'm looking for, um, for something from both of these teams. I'm looking at Deshaun Watson. I'm looking at Aaron Rodgers, which is the newfound thing in New York with the Jets and all Jets fans. Your thoughts about this game, and what are some of the points that you're looking at tonight? Yeah, I mean, anything. Anytime you get a Hall of Fame game, you know, you, you know, your starters are going to play if they play at all. You know, you know, one series, uh, if mm-hmm. that. So what I'm looking for is to see what type of depth these guys have, um, first and foremost, because you know Aaron Rodgers is going to be there, you know Deshaun Watson is going to be there, and all of the other names, you know, you know that you can throw out there, the uh, the Garrett Wilsons or from the Jets, the. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, Amari Cooper is from the uh, from the Browns, but I guess you want to see these young these young guys who are looking to make the team or possibly you know buy for a, a, a you know a, a maybe a, a there's a battle there for first string second string maybe you'll have some of those guys play longer third string mm-hmm. guys try you know just those guys you want to see what kind of depth that you want to uh, you want to have on your team because that's the most important part because we know that injuries are, are, are a big part of. Of, of any sport, not just football, but any sport. And you want to see what yeah. that means because everyone says it every year. It seems, especially my my Niners, but it seems like it's always that next man up mentality. And you want to you want to know if, what type of that next man is, what type of player that you know he can be. So I, that's what I'm looking for out, out of this game. I obviously you want to see the the uh, the the the, uh, the inductees and you know the, the Temple guy mm-hmm. there as well. Shout out to Temple University, Joe Joe Klecko, <laughs> uh there. So um yeah yeah you know you basically look for and listen to the you know for this game. You, you want to hear the, the speeches and. The, Things of that nature. As far as the game goes, it kind of plays second fiddle. But when you've been feeding for the for football for as long as we have been, um, you know, yeah. it, you're going to watch it. You're going to watch it because it is football and it is back. So that's what you. That's what I'm looking forward to. Just football being back, and in this case, you know, the inductees uh, in their speeches as well. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I really want to see um, what Aaron Rodgers. Um, does yeah. I want to see if they have uh, you know some scripted plays or whatever it is, and I want to mm-hmm. just look at Nathaniel Hackett because I'm being <laughs> petty right now, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I want to I want to see what Deshaun Watson does. I thought he mm-hmm. I don't know if I can attribute every one of his his interceptions or even some of his passes last year to being rusty, but you'd have to mm-hmm. say he really sat out almost two years. Without playing in the NFL, 11 games suspension plus the year before where the Texans 
um, did not play him. So I want to see what he has and his excitement and his energy. Yes. Um, and, and I'm rooting for him. I say that all the time. You know, he made a mistake. You know, it was a hiccup, um, and I'm not yeah. demeaning, diminishing anything that happened. But let's move on and see if he can recapture um, his his standard. Uh, you know, there was a time where I thought we thought like of him, almost like we think of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has mm-hmm. taken that that role though from us. But um, game tonight, Hall of Fame game. As soon as this show is over, yeah. we're gonna go right on in to kick off. I'm excited <clears throat> about that. Um, you know. And I was just saying off air to Kevin how much I like Garoppolo, and I sit now. But it's just not just with who he is with now. I've always liked him. Um, I thought he emerged even as a Patriot, and, and then that that move on from there, and now here he is um, with his, his third opportunity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and then I like Derek Carr and, and, and what's going to happen with him and his weapons. And, um, you know, what does that say with Kamara? I know he met with the NFL. Um, So I'm looking for both of these to have some success. But who do you think has a better season if Garoppolo can stay healthy? And 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 I'm concerned about that, too. Yeah, and that's always key. You know, the health is always uh, a key, especially with um, when we talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. We've seen, you know, last year, you know, him going down with that broken ankle. And, you know, years before that, he had the same injury, and then he blew out his knee the one year um, as well. So it, can Jimmy Garoppolo stay healthy is the key. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's, let's say he, he's, he's – He's uh, healthy all, you know, all 17 games. He's, he's good to go all 17 games. Um, I'm looking at this roster, and right now, I mean, it's definitely not the roster that we, we've seen in, in the past. You know, the, um, you got, obviously you got, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game, in, in my personal opinion. But then mm-hmm. you lose, you lose a, 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 a weapon like uh, Darian Waller, you know, goes to the Giants. That's a that's a huge weapon there. You know for sure. Now you you got on your hands a disgruntled Josh Jacobs, who's arguably, you know, one of the top three, top four, top five running backs in in the league, and he's disgruntled with his you know with his contract. We know everything that goes going on with him. You know, uh, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and all those guys. So I, I don't really know what type of offense they're going to have there. And then Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Uh, we're going to see what type of player Jimmy Garoppolo really is. Is he a product of Michael? I mean, uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense? Uh, are mm-hmm. we going to see him be able to to lead this particular team, lead this particular offense, um, you know, to some victories? Because in in my opinion, I think he was a product of Kyle Shanahan's offense. But but I could I could be wrong. Um, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the first time, and and I'm pretty sure it won't be the last time. But um, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, it's going to be an interesting season for him for sure. Raiders Nation, they they don't they don't have much patience there. They don't have no. very much patience there. So if he gets off to a slow start and an, an ugly start, it's going to be a long season for uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo and those guys. And and if you look at the other side of Devontae Adams, you got Jacoby Myers, you know the, the young receiver from uh, that came over from the Patriots. So and then you got Hunter Renfro, and Hunter Renfro is another guy that can't stay That's healthy right. either. Yeah, he can't mm-hmm. stay high, uh, healthy either. So. It's going to be a long season for the Raiders, and I, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm a 49ers fan, and we dislike the Raiders. <laughs> so, but I, I am saying, I am saying, it's going to be a long season if Jimmy Garoppolo um, can't get any help or can't stay healthy. Yeah, you know, um, I, I asked for, I mean, I'm asking myself here, you know, who am I looking at to have a, a better season, and. I, I, I just, just really don't know because I think the Saints have their own issues. Um, and then yeah. I, I think, you know, um, the Raiders have their own issues. But I, I agree that Devontae is is probably the best out there at that position. Uh, you know, and I think he brings so much to the table. I yeah. thought, though, that he did not want to see Carr go, and he oh. made it known, you know, but now here we are, and this is a business, and this is where we are. So, but I'm going to go Carr just because I think the Saints will emerge, and that is such yeah. a an easy division. Sorry about that, Falcons yeah. and Panthers, and you yeah. know, um, and and the Buccaneers. But I think all four, other three of those teams um, are really looking for a quarterback to solidify them. And and I don't know, I don't like some of the the um, the, the players in in that they're looking at. So I'm going to go Carr. 
But I really, okay. I'm cheering for both. I'm cheering for both, yeah. and I'm really cheering for Garoppolo. Your thoughts? I can't, I can't argue. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I'm, I'm, if I didn't make it clear, I, I am, I am siding with Carr that has the better season because mm-hmm. I think he has better weapons. He has Crystal Levy, um the young receiver out of uh, Ohio State. Michael Thomas is back healthy. You know, how long can he stay healthy is another key. But you know, this is all predicated on health, obviously. And I, and I think you know with um, Kamara as well. We know he's going to be suspended. He's generally with a case of such, you know, he got yeah. arrested, what, I think it was what, 2022, I think it was, or 2021. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure the exact year. But nonetheless, he's going to face suspension in generally four games. So they're going to be without him. And I think their backup right now is Jamal Williams. So it's going to be interesting to see, too. But I think Derek Carr is in a better situation. I think he has better weapons outside of, um, you know, as far as a collective um, you know, weapons um, as well. And, and, and I think that um, that the, the Saints have a better defense as well, and I think they're going to keep them in the in the game for sure. So it's going to allow Carr, um, you know, to make some mistakes, but not, not necessarily not too many of them, but he can make some mistakes mm-hmm. and the defense can possibly get him the ball back. But I like Derek Carr having a better season than Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Yeah, you know, Carr threw for over 3,000 yards last year. Yeah. And didn't play the last two games. He was told to take his ball and go home, and and that's what he did, you know. And <laughs> right. Um, so he didn't even play the 15 games last year. I, I just wonder how they fell out. But we're going to move on from that. Yeah. I, you know, we both agree here on cars. So I've been seeing these rankings all. You know, I'm just a sports junkie, and and, and <laughs> Kevin is too. And we put stuff in the thread. Um, in you know, all of the rankings, though, that I've seen has had Jalen Hurts first. So I'm a little bit offended. But when I really looked at this, you know, because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not an Eagles fan, I want him to do well, but I don't want the Eagles to do well. And, and so that's just an oxymoron for it by itself. So um, I, got, I gave this to Kevin today. Okay, I want you to rank Brock Purdy, um, Jalen Hurts, and Dak Prescott, I want to see, just because I really value his opinion, but I want to see what this joke is going to do with these three for me here. <laughs> Kevin, you got the floor. <laughs> yeah, I think this is pretty easy for me, uh, uh, Princess. You know, I, I, I'm going to go three to one. I'm going to – I put Purdy at three. I, you know, I, and I know Purdy, you know, he had um, a really good season, those those eight games – well, seven games. Because I'm not going to count that, that eighth game because of that injury mm-hmm. that took place early in, that, in the NFC Championship game. But <clears> – <throat> When he came in and, and filled in for uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo uh, in that Miami game, it seems like he was just, you know, it was like he was the starter, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and he got hurt, and Jimmy Garoppolo was backing up for him or, you know, waiting and holding the fort down until Purdy got there. But Purdy took the reins, uh, you know, took the bull by the horn, took the reins and just led that team. And you can just tell that young man is just he's really prepared. He prepares himself, um, you know, very well. Um, so um, I put Purdy at three. I just think he needs a little bit more, um, you know, on the plate. I think he needs a little bit more on his resume, if you will. So I put Purdy mm-hmm. at three. Two, I, I, I had to go with Dakota. I went with Dakota. I went with Dakota here because <laughs> Dakota, what he did, <laughs> what he did last year, is he threw a lot of interceptions. I know he came into the season and said, "I'm not mm-hmm. going to throw ten interceptions." But what does that really mean? Is it is it is it mean? Yeah. He's, no, you're not. You may not throw ten exactly, but does that mean you're going to throw less than ten? Does it mean you're going to throw fifteen? <laughs> does it mean you're going to throw twenty? What does that actually mean, Dak? But. Um, <clears throat> Dak, um, I think Dak has a lot to prove this year, and I think they have the team. They surrounded him with some decent weapons um, for sure, but I just don't think um, he's over that hump yet. I think he has a lot to prove. Uh, and, see, and in practice, and I've been watching some of the Dallas Cowboys practices, not, not, not because I want to, is because <laughs> when I go across, when I go through threads or things of that nature or social media, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff is magnified, especially when you're considered to be America's team, you know, that, you know, you're going to be magnified. You're going to be scrutinized and all that good stuff. So, and I said that one thing to you between him and Trayvon Diggs, and I'm like, you know, I don't think Trayvon Diggs <laughs> need to be getting into Dak's head right now. Dak has enough in his head right now, and he doesn't need to be calling him out. But nonetheless, I put Dak at two. 
Uh, one, I put Hurts here, man. I just think he's the better out of these uh, out of this class right here. I just think that um, you know he has a, a lot of weapons around. He's shown that you know he's uh, he can get it done. Obviously, he was he was close to winning the Super Bowl last year. He has great legs. Um, I want to see how that shoulder comes. I mean, how to, how he bounces back from that shoulder injury because yeah. you uh, you saw that at least I did. So you saw that in the uh, in the. Um, in the Super Bowl game, um, uh, you know, and his he couldn't get the ball downfield the way the way he really wanted to. So we're going to see mm-hmm. how that you know how that plays out. He's got some new weapons there. He's got a new offensive coordinator there um, as well. So we're going to see how that how quickly he picks up that offense if they make any major changes. But I, I do like mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to go Jalen Hurts one, uh, Dak Prescott two, and then Brock Purdy three in, in this uh, in, on this list. I'm kind of, you know, songs, you know, because I was thinking, audience, that he was going to go Jalen Hurts, then Brock Purdy, and then Dakota, and then I was going to really be feeling some type of way because I'm worried about um, nah, Jack Prescott. Him. Even though Purdy has more, even though Purdy has more playoff wins than Dak Prescott, so uh, I still see. put him. I still hold put on, him at how, three. Though. Hold on, hold on. How many playoff wins does Brock Purdy have? Two. The last year, two. He beat Seattle and he beat. Your, your Cowboys last year, Brian. I think. So oh no, he has the same. So does he have the same amount? I, I think they have the same, the same amount. amount. Oh, the same amount. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I stand corrected. But you know, a rookie, Mister Irrelevant, and he has the same amount of uh, playoff wins as Dak, uh, Dakota See, Prescott. And he's he's going to dress that up again. Still, <laughs> he's still going to dress that up. All right. So hold up, Kevin. I want to ask you. Yeah. That's why I love uh, having you on. But I want to ask you two two things here. And the first one is, is when Brock Purdy came in. And I don't know how you felt that first game where he looked like he belonged. And then the second game, he looked like he belonged. And then the third mm-hmm. game, when did you say, okay, all right, we're good here. Yeah, everybody else can go sit down somewhere. When did you say that? Was it that first game he came in, the second or third? Because by the, the third game, everybody yeah. was through being amazed. He was the man, was he not? Oh no, he was. It was the second game against uh, Tom Brady and the and the, and the Buccaneers. Uh, yeah. I think the one play he had, it was a bootleg play, and he came open and he was he was naked, meaning that you know there was nobody blocking for him, and there was a guy right there waiting for him when he turned around. He swam mm-hmm. him with the ball in hand and hit uh, Debo uh, Samuels on the sideline for a first down. And you just heard the crowd just say, woo, and I said, okay, this guy is legit. And then when you see him when you see him um, take off and, and they were down in the t- inside the 10-yard line, uh, there was a pass play called, and he, you know, he eluded the uh, the rush and, and and ran it in for uh, a touchdown. That's when we, I th- we as 49er fans, we knew that this guy was something special. And in the way he carried himself, even in the Miami game in the short time that he had, when he threw that first touchdown to Juice, and mm-hmm. um, he he had some type of type of swagger. He said something still to this day. I don't know what he said, but Trent Williams was probably the best offensive lineman in the game, you know, he went up to him and he looked at him and said, okay, this kid has something. And they asked him about that after the game and said, this kid has something. But um, I, for me personally, and I think a lot of 49er fans would say it, is that it was that second game. It was Tom Brady and it was the Buccaneers, even though it was the Buccaneers and they weren't the Buccaneers that we saw, you know, yeah. for Tom Brady first the year got before. There. Right, mm-hmm. it was still Tom Brady, nonetheless. So you you still want to mm-hmm. get you know the, your fame off off his name, if you will. So for me, it was that second game um, against the uh, the Buc- Tom Brady and the Buccaneers for me. Yeah, and and to the ladies that are listening, a, a naked boot leg doesn't mean he was out yeah. there with no uniform nah. on. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so. Appreciate. It. I don't know. I tried to clean that up, for so that means yeah. that he. Okay, thank you. <laughs> But okay, so I love this. So the second question is, when did you say to yourself that Jalen Hurts? Oh my God, he's had himself a season. I mean, we're looking at it. They're fourteen and two, or they're thirteen and one, or whatever. Um, in every game, I rooted against them. Okay, you're gonna lose this. They're gonna lose. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, they played themselves right into a Super Bowl. But when did you say? The the Eagles have turned the corner, and Jalen Hurts has turned the corner, too. I think it was – I don't know what game it was exactly as far as the team they were playing, but it was the game before he got hurt. 
because he sat out those okay. two games. The game mm-hmm. before he got hurt, that's when I, I thought that, okay, this guy, you know, they have something, you know, um, with this guy. And, and I kept doubting his arm strength, but he kept getting the ball, and I kept putting it on the receiver. So, well, he's got mm-hmm. A.J. Brown. He's got Devontae Smith. You know, he's got uh, Goddard there as well. But he was putting the ball on the money uh, for sure, whether it be – deep routes or, or, you know, go routes or what have you. But it was the game before he got hurt. Not the game he got hurt, but the game before that, that I really mm-hmm. said that, okay, he's he's legitimate and he can take them He can take them far. He's going to be a tough out. But then when he got hurt that next game and they say he's going to be out two weeks, I'm like, ah. Uh, that, that's when I started to realize that, well, he's not going to win, the, he's not going to win MVP. Cause that's when the MVP mm-hmm. started, the MVP talk started was the game before he got hurt. So that's when I started to fall into the trap as well, into the hype uh, as well. So mm-hmm. the game before he got hurt, that's when I realized that he was legit. <laughs> yeah, um, and and I had this conversation with Brittany every every Thursday, man, just hoping that, okay, they get a loss, they get a loss, whatever. But <laughs> the hype was real. And mm-hmm. even though he had that injury, and you knew that he was injured because they didn't even try to bring him back. They were trying to get ready, get him ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and he ran through the playoffs and made it to the Super Bowl and almost beat, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes is just Patrick Mahomes, but it was just right. good to see them there. Um, <clears throat> but Jalen Hurts is for real. I want to see, and I know this is not his sophomore season, but after you have a season like that, it's kind of hard to to top that unless you get back to the Super Bowl, and 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 that really is it. You you can't go down, and I, I want to see what that pressure does to him. So yeah. I want to move on to another set of quarterbacks, Kevin, and talk about Kenny Pickett. Pittsburgh Steelers had to go from the Pitt Panthers from that door and just come on out and go into the next door. He is right. now a, a Steeler. Sam Howell, who is with the Redskins, and then we know that Eric Bieniemy is there as his OC. Does that help him to take the next level? And then I got Brock Purdy in here just because I think Brock Purdy still has some some growing to do. But yeah. you know you you um, and then there's there's Ritter, and I I don't know if Ritter is the answer. But I know that they're probably going to give him this year. After that, they may draft, the, you know, the sweet stakes may be on for Caleb Williams, whoever gets him. But I want you to rank these four for me, Kevin. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'll do the same thing I did with the previous three. So I'll go from four to one here. And and the guy that you mentioned last, uh, uh, is, uh, I went with Ritter at four. I don't know what we're going to give him. I know he was excellent at Cincinnati. Um, he mm-hmm. has – I don't know what kind of weapons he's going to have there um, in in Atlanta. He has <clears> – <throat> He has the rookie, uh, Bijan Robinson. He's, it seems like there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, a lot of emphasis on him running that ball if they can. Austin Smith mm-hmm. loves to run the ball. Um, they have two young receivers. I have a young receiver there, Drake London uh, out of USC, and then they have Scott Miller. So they don't – and then they have Mac um, Hollins as well. So I don't – I'm not trust uh, – after Drake London, I'm not trusting this receiving core. I know they have Kyle Pitts, and Kyle Pitts is going to be used, you know, like a receiver, you know, like a mm-hmm. uh, a tight end. They're going to – you know, they, they're going to create some mismatches because he is a mismatch problem. You know, you can't put a if – if you put a safety on him, he's going to run by him. If you put a linebacker on him, he's going to run by him. If you put a corner on him, he's just going to, um, you know, south physical him. So he's definitely a, a matchup nightmare. But outside of that, Princess, I, I just don't know what you're going to get from Ritter. He didn't really do it for me last year. And I know yeah. it was a small sample size, but I, I, you know, with the weapons right now presently constructed, I, I, I'm not, I don't have too much confidence in them. Um, number three, I'm going to go with Sam Howell, Coach, is, uh, Coach Riley's uh, guy. <laughs> I know you kind of posed this question <laughs> in our thread. But I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, like, I, I like Sam Howell when he was at the University of North Carolina. He showed that he can, he can move. Um, he can sling the rock. He definitely can spin, spin that ball uh, for sure. But I just don't think he's going to have enough weapons around him. I know he has uh, you know, some decent receivers over there. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. But just, I just don't know what the commanders right now. I know that's their name for now, yeah. and that's going to change in the near future. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much con- I have more confidence in Hal for his ability than I do Ritter because cause Hal can run. He can use his legs more than Ritter mm-hmm. can, in my opinion. Um, two, I went, with, I went with Kenny Pickett. I, you know, Kenny Pickett, 
um, you know, you know, obviously he's the best of the rest in, in this case. Um, he does have, a, uh, you know, George Pickens, uh, Pickens. I think this young man is going to be phenomenal, meaning Pickens, the other uh, receiver there. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. going to, he's going to be phenomenal. Then he has Dante Johnson over there as well. But uh, there's some growing pains there. We're going to see the first game of the season. Hopefully he doesn't do too well because of the fact of the matter. He's playing my 49ers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, nonetheless, um, yeah, I think he's going to have some growing pains early. But I think, you know, with the weapons, with those weapons and, and uh, Johnson and, and, uh, and Pickens, uh, I think he's going to be okay. Um, but out of this list, I'm putting them two. And then, obviously, one, I'm putting in my man Brock Purdy. I just think Brock Purdy has the best weapons in the league. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sound biased, but I, I truly believe that he has the best weapons in the league. You know, receiver, running back, fullback, tight end. You know, I, the line is, is going to be a question mark for sure. But I think the way Kyle Shanahan dials up offenses and, and calls uh, offenses, I think he can kind of hide some of those guys, if you will. But um, so I went with uh, Purdy number one. So I got Purdy one, Pickett two, Hal three, and Ritter four. Okay, and and that's probably um, not probably that's the the order that I have have them at too. And 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 I'll start at number one with Purdy. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanahan and how he dials up plays. I think he's he's a genius for sure. And and I think the weapons are there. And if we can just go off just a small sample, you got to get Purdy Purdy Donato with all three of these. Kenny Pickett, it's kind of weird not to see um, the Steelers not settle at that position um, because, gosh, um, what's his name that was just there before him? Um, that is such a shame. The quarterback that was just retired and, and Kenny Pickett oh, well, rolled in there. Um, ben Roethlisberger? There you go. There you go. Roethlisberger. Okay. Like I said, it's, it's kind of weird not to see that position settle yeah. for the Steelers. Um, but I think Pickett may take a step forward only because I I, I like Mike Tomlin's um, coaching style and how yeah. he really tries to um, talk about, you know, every phase of your life and being a better man, being a better player, you know, da-da-da-da-da. I, I like that. Um, yes. And then uh, Sam Howell is probably where I would have put it at number three, and I'm hoping that for – Duck said he really likes him and that he will take a, a, yeah. the next step. Um, and I'm thinking that maybe Eric the enemy, I want to see that happen because I yes. want to see the enemy's impact and the fact that just because he was with Andy Reid, um, that, that he has a coaching style and that that emerges this year. And then Ritter, I think that you said a small sample size. I agree. But if Ritter can do something and then have B. John Robinson at running back and Kyle Pitts, who has disappointed me with his injuries, and I know you can't predict injuries, yeah. but he was up and down last year. If they can emerge together, those three, I think you have yourself something. And, again, I think the NFC South is a weak division this year. Yeah. If you're going to make some noise and get on a run, that's a division to do that in. But I got um, Purdy Great one, point. pick it to Howell three, and and then Ritter at number four, just like you. Okay. Um, okay. You know what? We've only gotten through a few questions here, and it's almost time for a break. So we're going to try to push that back just a little bit because I really want to get a okay. couple more of these in. And that is okay. Lamar Jackson, um, Odell Beckham. We're putting a lot of stock into this, and we've been cheering for, for Lamar Jackson to get paid. And, and cool. some of us disagreed on how to get there. But um, how he got there is exactly how I think you predicted. So, but let's talk about the expectations now um, from the Ravens, from the Ravens fans, and from the team itself. I mean, these two players, they got to make some noise because I think the defense is going to be the defense, and Ravens has never just not had a defense. But we got to find some some offense that doesn't just have um, most of the production coming from Lamar Jackson. Your thoughts and what's your expectation of these two men headed into 2023? Yeah, I think this, this offense is going to be one that we haven't seen with um, with Lamar Jackson because I think what um, – Ultimately, you have there is uh, is Todd, uh, Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator there, who came from University of Georgia, uh, and and I think he came out and said that you know you're going to see a different Lamar. You're going to see we're going to open up the playbook for Lamar. We're going to see a Lamar uh, Jackson 
throw the ball more. So that's that's where I I'm loving it um, right now. And he's going to have some weapons. He's going to have an, a a veteran in OBJ, and I think it's, it helped OBJ last year. This year is going to help um, because he was injured last year and he did not play football. So he he's in. I don't want to say he's in football shape, but he's healthy. He's feeling good uh, right now. Um, he had that year off, um, especially coming mm-hmm. off of that knee injury. So. There's no no true wear and tear on there as of right now, and then you know you've got you got that running game with uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, there, and then you have some receivers outside of OBJ as well, and that's Rashad Bateman. I really like this guy. Not a lot of people talk about him, and I don't know why. I guess maybe because OBJ's there, and they got the young kid out of Boston College, Zay Flowers, who I'm very high on um, as well. And then of course he's got his safety blanket, one of the best tight ends in the game. And uh, Mark Andrews, uh, so he's gonna he has the weapons, and what makes it even better, Princess, is that he has a coordinator, offensive coordinator, who's going to call plays. It's going to open up and not rely on the read option and things like that. He's going to open up that playbook and allow Lamar Jackson yes. to use his arm and show that Lamar Jackson is a true quarterback, not just a running uh, quarterback. And, of course, you mentioned the defense as well. And if you have a complimentary defense, um, for sure that's going to help the defense. I mean, the, the team out uh, uh, tremendously. Yeah, Kevin, I want to ask, you know, I, I thought, or maybe this is just a statement and I'd like for you to elaborate. I thought Odell Beckham went on tour to secure a team way too early, and and I and okay. I think thought they told on him, and and I, I think it was the Giants he went to, or maybe the Jets, and then he went to, of course, Dallas and worked out or whatever, and that didn't work out, and everybody starts spilling the beans, or as Nate Daniel Hackett said, they they broke the code and they told on Odell, so he had to really go back and recover some more. Your thoughts about that? Did he did he go on tour too early, or maybe all of that just led to he to where he is now? with the Ravens, but he was trying to get with the team, um, you know, before the season Mm -hmm. ended last year to try to make a run in the playoffs with them, but it was way too early. He was not healthy and ready, was he? No, he was not. Yeah, I I really believe that it was too early for that. I mean, you know, any time that you're an an elite quarter, I mean, an elite running, I mean, Okay. An elite football player, and especially an elite receiver like uh, like uh, OBJ is, and you see that the opportunity is there, and you and you're feeling good, and you want to and you want to get in there, and you want to play, and you want to help, uh, you know, you know, any team who's in a situation, uh, you know, to make the playoffs and, and and make a deep run, and you can help them get over that hump. Um, I think that's what it was about with with OBJ, and he really wasn't thinking about, you know, the, the the best situation for him. He was just thinking about the situation is like, I want to play football right now, and I want to play for a team that I can play for as long as I possibly can for the remainder of the season. So I thought he went in there, you know, premature. I thought he went in there a little too early, um, you know, worked out, and I think that he realized that he wasn't ready to go in there, and, you know, he worked out for those various teams that you mentioned. But I don't think he was ready. Um, I knew he, his heart wanted him to go in there, but his body yeah. was saying, "No, you know, not in my league horse so, uh, voice, not so fast, my friend." So <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> so I just think that, um, yeah, it was it was premature. It was early, and I'm glad he did sit out and he did not sign with the team because maybe it could have set him back even more or even cost him, you know, the rest of his career. And then we're talking about, you know, OBJ. When is he going to put on that yellow jacket? You know, that type deal. Um, but, um, you know, him, his career being over. But I'm glad he waited. I'm glad he was patient. And I think he's, he, he's, he's set up with the right team, with the right quarterback, with the right coordinator uh, for sure. I, I'm, and I'm all in with uh, 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 Lamar Demetrius Jackson. I, you already know that. I'm a big fan of that guy. <laughs> yes. If I don't know anything else, I know that you're all in with <laughs> Lamar Jackson, and I'm looking for some good things. I think he fell exactly yeah. where he should have fallen, yeah. and that is Odell Beckham. So let's take a break right yeah. here. When we come back on the other side, Kevin, I want to talk offensive and defensive rookie of the year. Who are your picks right now? And before we even get started with the season, who are you looking at? And I really want to get in to his health and him now taking jujitsu in order to fall right. I want to talk about what he needs to do. Never had it so good. She knows sports. I'm here with Kevin Walker. We'll be right back. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. But we built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, 
counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. You're inside Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Join us live weekdays at 7 p.m. and on-site at Hills Barbershop on Fridays at 5 p.m. We make it easy to talk sports. All right, and we're back with Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. It's Seno Sports. That's what we do on Thursdays at 7 p.m. My co-host, Brittany Jones, is taking care of a lot of great things. I have um, co-host Kevin Walker sitting in for and doing an awesome job. Kevin, I'm ready for the NFL, and we get started tonight with the Hall of Fame game. But I wanted to talk about um, rookies, you know, of the year and, and, and who we're looking at. Of course, there's Bryce Young. Of course, there's C.J. Stroud. But, Kevin, I saw the other day, and I'm talking on the offensive side, Jalen Hyatt. Um, uh, in in in, uh, in practice with the Giants, and I'm impressed with that young man. And I was impressed last year. I want to see what he does. But who do you think is going to be on that offensive side at the end of the season, and on the defensive side as far as rookies are concerned, who have made an impact? Yeah, I, I think that we're uh, the guy that I I coveted out of out of Boston College, and we I, I spoke about him earlier when we were talking about the Ravens, and that's the rookie Zay Flowers, uh, the receiver there. Um, they they're 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 really high on this guy. They're raving about him. No pun intended, ladies and gentlemen. But they're they're really raving about him in Baltimore, and uh, and right now they're trying to give him that uh, that. Um, that uh, nickname of the joystick. And if you know football, ladies and gentlemen, you know that that nickname goes back to Dante Hall, who was the the super return man for the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day. And they're trying to give him that, uh, that title, you know, that nickname, but, Dante Hall um, is not too – I don't know if he's too happy about it or, or what, but uh, they had asked him about it. But that's that's a high praise there, ladies and gentlemen. And I say that to say that, that because of the fact of the matter is Zay Flowers is going to give um, – Lamar Jackson, Todd Munkin, um, a guy that can, can uh, you know, make plays after the catch. Uh, he can stretch that field uh, for sure, open up everything for Mark Andrews and everything for Odell, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. as well. So Zay Flowers is my guy. Um, I said it coming in, you know, before the draft. This is a guy that a lot of people have to watch out for, and I'm going to continue to, to go with this guy. So Zay Flowers from Baltimore, wide receiver there out of Boston College. Okay, okay. So I'm picking on on the offensive side. Um, I'm going Hyatt from from the Giants, and then I, and I, but I know I'm putting a lot of faith in the Daniel Jones. But so then my <laughs> um, and and maybe I shouldn't do that. But then my one B is going to be C.J. Stroud. I, I really think okay. um, um, there is a lot of excitement in Houston right now, and I'm really cheering for D'Amico Ryan. So. But but I'm yes. going C.J. Stroud too is is my one B but but my one A is 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 definitely Hyatt on the defensive side, yeah. sir. Who are you looking at for possible rookie of the year? Yeah, I have two guys here. I have I really have two guys here, and you mentioned D'Amico Ryan's, and that's the, and then just the guy that he drafted uh, third overall from Alabama, and that's Will Anderson, the edge rusher there. I think he's going to thrive in D'Amico Ryan's uh, defense. Uh, I think you know a lot of people, you know, they, they're going to rely on that defense first and foremost. I know they have C.J. Stroud over there, and you, you're going to you know. You know he's going to have his he's going to have his rookie moments. I uh, mean, CJ Stroud and, and Will Anderson as well. But I think with D'Amico Ryan's um, defense and the way he schemes up guys, he had Nick Bosa last year. Um, you know he had Drake uh, Drake Jackson over there as well. Uh, Eric Armstead. So he knows how to scheme up things to get these guys. You know, you know uh, the great path to the quarterback. So I'm going Will Anderson. And to, and to use your term, one A. And I, and I got Nolan Smith. Uh, the, uh, in, uh, the the another edge over there, the Eagles. Um, I think that with that interior line that they have there, meaning the Eagles, even though they have a new offensive coordinator, 
it's a new offense coordinator for everybody. I mean, defensive coordinator, excuse me, defensive coordinator over there. Um, you know, uh, Sean Desai, who came over from the from the, from the Seahawks. I think he's going to do a, a good job of you know with that because they, they also have Jalen Carter over there that they drafted. So that interior line is going to be interesting, and I think they're going to eat up a lot of that middle, which is going to allow uh, Nolan Smith to come off the edge. So I have Will Anderson as my one A and um, Nolan Smith as my 1B. And just to go back to my offensive rookie of the year, I, I do have I have Anthony Richardson there as an honorable mention and also um, uh, Bijan uh, Robinson from the Falcons as well. So there are my honorable mentions, just to throw that out there. <laughs> I like that. And I really wanted B.J. Robinson to, to head to the Cowboys, but, they, you know, he was just not going to drop that far for sure. Um, and and I'm I'm cheering for Anthony Richardson, um, but I'll be mad if he comes out and has 30, 30 touchdowns and 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 didn't give me all he had at Florida. So that's just being paid. So I'll move on <laughs> from from that. I can <laughs> Man, man, man. Um, but I am going one one a Nolan Smith, and I don't have all the stats that Kevin has, but I like this guy. Um, a linebacker, and I thought he was a dog. He was a hunter, and you know, and I don't know any of the Georgia defensive players that that were not, but I right. like Nolan Smith um, um, for sure, and and how he takes over. And I think he's going to flourish um, with Philadelphia because I don't think they need him. Need him. I think they can right. bring him along and and work him in. And by the end of the season, I, I think he's there and, and possible. And then the other one, of course. I was going to go back to D'Amico Ryans. I think what Coach Ryans is going to do with Will Anderson, um, I think it's going to be outstanding um, as yeah. a linebacker. And, and I really liked him as defensive coordinator for the 49ers. So I'm looking at him, but I'm looking at him because of his coach and where he fell. And yeah. I like the fact that they they moved and got both of these guys together um, and a key person on offense and a key person on defense. So yes. I got one in, one B, two with those, and I like your honorable mention. So um, I want to see what B. John Robinson can do. And, and I again, for the Dirty Birds, I still say if you can get Ritter to do anything and then have Kyle Pitts and B. John Robinson, you got yourself Oof. a good three yeah, on, sure. on offense that can do something. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Kevin, I want to get on over to college football because we're, we're going to run out of time here, and I really want to get your thoughts. And I'll start with FSU because I want to take a moment to be yeah. petty again. FSU is <laughs> talking about moving um, yeah. and coming out of the ACC. And, of course, when, when a team is talking about that and leaving a conference, it's usually about money, and that's what this mm-hmm. is about. And the yeah. big, big Ten last year signed a really good TV deal. Yes. Um, that is going to afford um, each team at the end of the season a lot of money, probably $30 million, um, a lot mm-hmm. of money. So um, I think Florida State is looking at that, and they want – and if you are trying to compete in this NIL era that we're in in college football, you better get in a conference that can make you a lot of money, and I think that's what FSU is trying to do. But let me just say before Kevin comes in here, I don't <laughs> care what conference they're in, I want them to lose in every sport they play, in every game, in every competition. <laughs> Kevin, your thoughts, though, about FSU trying to move to the Big Ten? Hey, and Princess, you know what? It, it's that same. I, I don't know if you know the, the young the, – the, it's, it's an old school man. His name is Willie Sutton. He was a n- notorious American bank robber back in the day. And they asked him, say, hey, Willie, why do you rob banks? And he said, that's where the money is. So that's what FSU is doing. They're looking to go where the money is, Princess. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's a smart move. I mean, you, you can't argue with that. Um, I, I, you got to ask yourself, when you look at FSU and how they fared in the ACC, it's generally been, you know, they've been up there. It's generally been Clemson's, uh, you know, Clemson's conference, uh, you know, to lose or to win, however you want to look at that. Um, then, you know, then you have FSU there, and then you can throw in, you know, uh, North Carolina. You could throw in Pitt in there as well and some other teams. But for the most part, it's been – Clemson's uh, conference. Uh, they, they've been the, you yeah. know, the big fish in, in, the, in the little pond, if you will. 
But yeah, you know, if you go there, you're gonna go there for money. Now, you, how do they match up with these Big Ten schools? Because even at the bottom of the Big Ten, there's still some decent teams. I mean, well, yeah. I was gonna say Northwestern, but Northwestern is going through what they're going through. You know, want to see mm-hmm. how that affects them. Even Rutgers, um, they're they're in there now, and you know, they could make some big noise. And I, I don't know where FSU fits in there. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I know they, they they can't. I know they can't stop with the big dogs. But where are they going to be at for the you know you know in, in the remaining part of that that uh, that conference? Because from top to bottom, the Big Ten is you know right up there with the SEC as far as you know who's the best conference. But yeah, you go. Obviously, I, I understand the move. It makes perfect sense. It's a financial move. We we all know that. So don't tell mm-hmm. us that it's rain. Don't spit on our backs and tell us it's raining for FSU <laughs> when we know why you're doing it. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I want to see how they match up. So it's going to be very interesting. I don't know how to look at them, Princess. To be honest with you, and how they would favor in that in that uh, in that conference. To be honest with you. Well, I heard about a week ago. I was talking to some other beat writers here in Columbia, and, and we go mm-hmm. back and forth, and we're in a, in a group thread, and, and they were saying a couple weeks ago. Um, we started talking about Clemson FSU was in talks with the Big Ten. And I'm like, oh, you know, okay. There's just some stuff I'm not going to believe. But it's here, and I think it's true. And um, I'd like to see FSU try to um, go up against the Michigans, Michigan State, and Ohio State, um, Penn State every year. I think the ACC right now is the weakest football conference. Um, and they don't have a whole lot of um, competition. There's a couple, you know, two or three big games, but then that's it. So, um, but, you know, be careful what you ask for FSU. Um, yes. I think that <laughs> you better tread lightly there, but it, it is about money. And mm-hmm. it, we understand, too, um, the sports enthusiasts out here, that in college sports, football pays for everything else. So you got to yes. get that money. So then you can take care of the basketballs and the volleyballs and the track and all of that because your money is coming from the the football season. So, um, but again, wherever you go, FSU, I hope you lose. Okay. All right. So I (laughs) go Gators. Yeah. Got to be consistent. And speaking of my Gators, speaking of Kevin's Gators, they are Mm -hmm. headed on a Thursday night to play Utah after (sighs) having Utah this past season um, at Florida and. I'm not minimizing this, but I know that um, I think it's Cam, Cam Rising, um, towards ACL, and I don't think he's back to, to um, you know, uh, any any plays yet or on the field and running, and I don't know if he's going to be ready for August that Thursday night. But that's a big game. And then, uh, Kevin, I want you to talk about that. Then LSU, FSU, which is, I think, going to be on Labor Day, and I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we're going to talk about is, is is West Virginia going to see the kitty cats, as he calls them. As Coach calls them. <laughs> yeah. But talk about these three games for me. Yeah, uh, for the first game, you know, Florida and, and Utah, you definitely want to see, you know, what um, – you know what type of team Florida is going to be because you look at their, uh, you know, you look mm-hmm. at their roster and you, you know, right now you don't know who their quarterback is. It's either going to maybe Mertz, maybe Miller. Um, we just don't know right now. I think Mertz has the, uh, I think he's the the hot hand or the the, the number one or what QB one right now going in. Uh, I want to see how what, what type of job Billy Napier does this year. I, I really do, and, and if he can get these guys into a bowl game and get these guys have a respectable record. Um, you know, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, he he is a good recruiter. We know that, but you know, some guys out there, you know, he he can he flipped some guys, flipped the other way. You know, so you know, is it a wash? We'll see. Utah, yeah. obviously. Utah is Utah. They're you know one of the you know the best teams in the country. We were able to, or we I say we because I'm a diehard Gator fan. We were able to to you know to beat them last year, and you know and a lot of people didn't expect that. Utah was I think seventh in the country uh, you know that first mm-hmm. game, and Anthony Richardson did an outstanding job of leading the Gators you know over the uh, the Utes there. So um, I don't know if we're going to have that type of player to to be able to do that. So I think this is going to be. Um, you know, a litmus test, uh, if you will, yeah. for for the Gators. We're going to see what type of team this is on both sides of the ball. We're going to see 
what type of coach Billy Napier is as well. So I, I, I'm not going to, I can't make a prediction because I just really don't know what type of team the Gators are right now. And I, I obviously will know more after the game one and see where they're at. But um, I'm very interested to see, you know, it's a wait and see thing. So I'm going to wait and see before I give my, <laughs> my thoughts and opinions on the Gators. And I'll, I'll do it after, after, after uh, the first game. I'll definitely do that for sure. Okay. And then okay. You want, to, you want me to do another game? You, or you, want to you know what? On? I'll just I'll chime in on on this one. Um, okay. And and I know that my Gators have to. It's a litmus test in Utah, and Utah mm-hmm. wants some get back. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but for sure. If, you know, if they have a second string quarterback, and then our quarterbacks, I'll maybe call that position even. But I too want to see what Napier can do. Um, and he doesn't need to win six games this year. That's not going to mm-hmm. do it for him, Billy Napier. He needs to make an increase and go yeah. eight and four. You know, even seven and five, I think, is just pedestrian. you got to give me more wins than that. Now, I don't know if he can do it because we had two quarterbacks that flipped and went somewhere else after we, yeah. had, we had them. And for whatever reason, we could not solidify that. And so now we're looking at Miller and Mertz and, and then mm-hmm. Kitna, of course, um, he went into the oh, transfer portal because he really didn't have any other choice, and we don't want to yeah. – I'm not going to harp nah. on that. So I'm yeah. concerned, too, um, and I don't – you know, I don't know where the defense is. I know we have a lot coming in in 2024, but right now it's 2023, and I don't want to stay on the 13th floor just praying and carrying on this year. I want <laughs> some wins for the Gators. So, um Unlike Kevin, I'm so petty. I'm just going to say Gators 35, Utah 10. But I'm worried about this. I'm worried about the fact that it's away, you know, and I'm worried about the fact that it, we're opening up the season with such a tough matchup. So, yeah. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. LSU, FSU, um, Kevin, what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, LSU is going to. I think they're they're going to win this one handily. I, I think that um, uh, that uh, Coach Brian there is going to. I can't. I don't know why now last name escapes me. Um, but um, I think they they get it done. I I really think that FSU. I know they're they're ranked there right now. You got to put someone somewhere. Someone has to be somewhere. Princess, you know, to fill out the uh, the top twenty five. And I think FSU was just there to do that. But I think there's a lot of hype, you know, around um, you know uh, LSU. And I think they're mm-hmm. they're going to be up there. And they're going to and you're going to look at this team and you're going to say. Can they stop with the with the Georgia as well? We don't know if anyone, let alone LSU, can stop with Georgia from what we're hearing right now. But, um, you know, you got the Alabamas and you got the Tennessees, uh, of course. So LSU is going to be right there. Can, you know, can they get to, you know, can they make a run at the SEC championship? Um, we're going to see. But um, I do like uh, LSU. I, I think they'll win this one handily. I really do. I think FSU is going to, you know, just, they're going to have a rude awakening for them, you know, um, you know, first game, but I, I like uh, mm-hmm. LSU in, in this one in a, in a convincing win, in a convincing fashion for sure. Well, I hope you're right, and it's like you know mm-hmm. um, the tale of both teams that I could care less about. But Brian right. Kelly, I think that's that, that, <laughs> Brian Kelly. That's yeah, who, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't for a while either. Brian Kelly, um, he surprised me, and he got acclimated yes. really quick. They didn't look good the first couple of games. Um, and it didn't look like they were responding to him. But somewhere down the road in his first season in the SEC, he found his way. And I think he's there now, and he seems to have recruited well. i got to say that Norville from FSU, he's yeah. weathered the storm. Two years ago, he looked like he was headed out of here, you know. Yeah. And his team looked out of sorts. But he has himself a quarterback, and I want to say that's Travis Hunter, I'm not sure on that last name, and he and he he's not just a serviceable quarterback. That young man can throw and he can run. But um, I'm thinking LSU has too much for FSU too. And but even if they didn't, I'd still pick LSU um, against this one. But this is going to be an interesting game, and this is a litmus test for me, though. I want to see where both of these programs are. Yes. Um, how good has LSU become? In, in year two with Brian Kelly, and where is Norville um, in year three or four with FSU? And he has himself a good team, and he's recruiting very well. He has some good stops coming in. So 
Um, but, yeah, I'm thinking LSU too, handedly. But I want to see, you know, I, I think FSU's offense has come a long way and they've never really had a bad defensive team. They got horses. Um, has the staff of FSU put it all together? We'll see. West Virginia, Penn State, and even David Duck Riley is worried about West Virginia in this one. He's not going to say it. He's going to do the princes and pick his, pick his team down to the very end. But um, Penn State and Franklin, I think, have built something. They continue yeah. to build on it. And um, I think that's going to be a tough game for West Virginia, who has not really shown anything the past two or three years since Will Greer left. Um, Your thoughts about this one, though? Yeah, you know, I'll start with Penn State here. Penn State, they, they, they have a lot of, there's going to be a lot of new names here, a lot of new names coming in because, you know, we, they, they, you know, tra- uh, graduated a lot of guys, uh, some transfers mm-hmm. out as well. want to see what the young, because they have a young quarterback, a sophomore quarterback, and Drew Alar uh, there. You're going to see what type of um, – you know, what type of player he is, how fast can he grow up. Um, this game is being played in, you know, in Happy Valley. I don't know if it's going to be so happy for Coach Riley, but nonetheless, I mean, <laughs> going in there with some, with, you know, with, with some uh, some young guys, man, it is a different atmosphere. I played in that atmosphere, and it's one of the, the craziest atmosphere, over 100,000-plus, screaming right on top of you, and you feel everything that they say to you. Um, but I, I do like uh, James Franklin uh, and, and this, this Penn State team. They are ranked high, and I think rightfully so. Uh, you're going to see a lot, some, you know, some young guys here, some some uh, some older guys stepping up as well, who were, um, you know, and you know, playing the back role, uh, the backup role last year. But I think they step up and, and they get it done. Now um, it's going to be fresh meat for these guys. Um, West Virginia, I just don't know. You know, you got uh, I think Gary Green is their quarterback over there, mm-hmm. a junior there. So um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to see, Prentice, but. Um, I'm going to go Penn State here, and I'm going to go Penn State 35. And I think that's you know they 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 uh, they pull the horses out if you will. And I think it's going to be 35 uh, 35-10 uh, Penn State over West Virginia. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> hey, Jason <laughs> Collins, we are. I'm saying too. I refuse to say that. I refuse to say that. <laughs> Love you, Jay. I love you, Jay Collins, but I refuse. I will never say that. <laughs> we are, Jason. So I'm thinking 35-10, too. I was, that was actually my prediction. I don't think okay. it's going to be close, and um, I think the excitement um, with Penn State and where they are in their program, I think they're in two different levels right now, or the trajectory mm-hmm. of where Penn State is and where West Virginia is trying to get. Um, I, I think that's right. a tough opening game for West Virginia. So I'm taking Penn State. Kevin, I know we're about out of time, but I want to get some baseball in here, Major League Baseball. Okay. Um, you're, in, you're a New Yorker. You're, you live in New Jersey, but you're a New Yorker. Um, I live in New York. So I live in New York. About... I live on Long Island. Okay. Okay. That's mm-hmm. right, Long Island. Mm-hmm. So tell me mm-hmm. about the Yankees um, and where they are and your expectations for Doug going down the stretch. And then just give me a little bit about the Mets and how sure. they're the most expensive team um, as far as salary is concerned, and now they've had a fire sale and just sending their players yeah. off. I, I don't feel bad for them, but I do feel nah. bad for their fans, you know, just to say, wow, because they've been so <laughs> – you don't even feel bad for the fans. Nah. Give me nah. something that, on that's the weekends in the Mets. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't feel bad because it's because of the fans. If it wasn't for the fans, I, I might like yeah. them. But, yeah, <laughs> but, you're right. Uh, yeah, as far as, as far as the Yankees go, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. And, you know, as you know, if you're listening, if you don't know, I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Game is <laughs> on right now. They're 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 playing uh, Houston. They're up three two right now. So uh, basically, right now, how I feel about them is just they they just have to fight. I mean, it was it, it was a tough going. No excuses, um, ladies and gentlemen, by any stretch and in, 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 in any sport not just baseball, but when you don't have the, uh, you know, the reigning MVP on your team, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for you to, you know, to, to win games. Yeah, they're keeping their head above water, huh, if you will. They're still in the playoff hunt. Um, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. three and a half games out, three games out in the lost column, um, you know, as far as the wild card goes. So as bad as it seems like for the New York Yankees, I mean, it, they still have a chance, and they just have to continue to fight. They had a great game last night against Tampa Bay, won that game. Cole pitched another great game. 
team. He'll probably be the Cy Young Award winner um, this year. Um, you got a healthy judge right now for the most part. And they're just fighting. They're showing fight. And that's all That's all we ask for as Yankee fans. It's a show fight. Um, they didn't sell, like you mentioned, the Mets. They didn't do any trade. They did, picked up a couple guys, a reliever from the White Sox and a reliever from the Rangers. No big names in being traded. Just some, some necessary moves that they, they needed to make. So right now they're just going down and they're saying we're going to fight with what we have right now. Uh, now as far as cross town <laughs> with the Mets, now that was just that was just something uh, <laughs> you know just I mean I, I don't want to laugh because you know the age of saying is the same thing to make you laugh or will make you cry. So I, I don't want to laugh, but you know yeah. they did have that one that has the highest payroll um, in the game. Um, and they wanted to be like the Yankees, but unfortunately they, they weren't able to do it the way the Yankees did. Now, being the highest payroll in, in the game, you also said that you also had the same title as being the oldest team in the league as well. So you're paying these guys, you know, based off their name, not their game, and that's not the yeah. same. So you got Scherzer, who they traded away to the Rangers, then they got Verlander, mm-hmm. who they traded away to the Astros. I wonder if they could have traded away to any other team but – not the Astros. Um, if you're a Yankee yeah. fan, you know why. Um, and then they traded away. I think they're young. They're one uh, outfielder, Quam, as well. So they're in a rebuilding mode uh, for sure. They want to get some. Uh, they want to get some um, uh, prospects in their farm system um, and get ready to go next year. And they're going to try to make a big run after Otani uh, next year for sure. He's the biggest free agent out there, and you know, mm-hmm. they have the money to do it. So they're going to make a run after Otani next year. Wow! Wow! And, and, you know, the the Mets, well, let me just say this. The, the Yankees are, are, are 10 games out of first. And about this mm-hmm. time last year, the Braves were 10 games out of first and the Mets were in first. Um, and it's doable. Anything's possible. Uh, the Yankees, Anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> the Braves did it last year and then just really fell mm-hmm. off in the playoffs. But um, the Mets are going to have to pay Scherzer and, gosh, what's the other, Verlander, Pay most yeah. of their salary, even though they trade mm-hmm. them, they've agreed to pay thirty or forty million of their salary still left. So they even yeah. though the players are not there, they still you know have a lot that they're trying to do. But you're right, they have the money, um, and they're probably going to go after Otani. And I would too, mm-hmm. you know, as a Braves fan, I want to see that. And speaking of my Braves, I want to talk about them just a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if I saw the best record in baseball coming. But I like that team. Um, nine of the starters, or you know, all nine starters have at least ten home runs. And then the mm-hmm. the, the the catcher who is you know platooning with with Sean Murphy, he has nine. But you know that team is an offensive juggernaut. I like to see them play. Yes. I enjoy it. Um, I love Ronald Acuna's game. I don't know if I'm used to Kevin. All of the showmanship while you're running the running uh, the base yeah. for a home run. I still haven't gotten used to that, and some of them even doing the gritty while they're doing it. So uh, I haven't gotten used to, to that. But I like yeah. this team. Have you watched the Braves play at all this year? I have watched them. I've watched a, you know, a ton of Braves, and especially when they're playing, you know, the Mets because the Mets, you know, obviously a local team here, so and they're mm-hmm. in the division. So you know, um, I don't want to call them a rival, but they're division rivals. We'll call them that. But yeah, I mean, this this is a young team. Um, I you know I like them, uh, but I don't like them at the same time. It's a lot. Yeah. I like them, but they're not. They're they're exciting to watch. Some of that can get under your skin, but they're not as annoying as the San Diego Padres. Different story. I mean, different topic for a different day. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I like they're young. They're young. You know, they got, you know, mm-hmm. um, Ozuna, Acuna um, as well. They got Rosario. I like him. That was a great pickup. I think they picked him up from mm-hmm. the, um, the Mets, I believe. Austin Riley, Matt Olson. That was a great pickup, a great uh, signing great there. Great pickup from Oakland. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sean yes. Murphy um, from Oakland. Sean Murphy, the catcher there. Yes, exactly. Um, and then you got your, your pitching staff there. You got Strider. You got uh, uh, Morton. You got Elder and, and, and uh, Chiron Ch- 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 I can't pronounce it if I'm pronouncing that correctly. But nonetheless, and that bullpen is great too. So that's the reason why you have the best record uh, in the league and the favorites to, you know, to, to, to win it all uh, for sure. So just a very young team, very exciting team uh, for sure. Just like my Cowboys, the Braves have gotten through that regular season. It was going shining so like well. a diamond. It was going so well <laughs> up until And that then point. they disappoint me. <laughs> they disappoint me just like my – but I, I do. I like this team. I like Matt Olson and, and um, mm-hmm. Austin Riley. They have three players with 25 home runs or yes. more. 
And the only other yeah. team that has that is, is the Dodgers. Um, but mm-hmm. just top to bottom. Um, but you're right. It's, it's, you just reminded, it's a very young team. Um, even mm-hmm. the, 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 the pitchers who are really striving are re- very young. Strider and yeah. Eller, as you said, and then Max Wright is coming back, I think, or you know, Kyle Wright is coming back tomorrow um, as they mm-hmm. head for Chicago. Young team, let's see what they can do. But the best record in baseball, I don't know if I saw that. I'm glad they've kind of come back down to earth. I want, still want them to win every series, win two out of three. But they were on a tear there for a while. I think they finished um, June 25 and 4 or 25 and 5. That's, that's, that's yeah. a really tough. That you know you can't keep up that kind of pace for sure. No, but, not at all. Um, not at all. Yeah, yeah. So you know, let's let's end by talking about Otani though. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever. You no, know, I know that I haven't. In my lifetime, I've never seen a pitcher that can hit and that's leading the major leagues in home runs like Otani has. And he he's a good hitter. I got a chance. The Angels were in town with the. With the Braves, so I got a chance to see him up close for three straight games. Your thoughts about Otani and how he's been able to surprise the baseball world and maintain a good pitching record and hit that ball across the fence? Yeah, just just uh, just a freak of nature. I mean, he he's just outstanding. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned the the, the home runs, thirty nine home runs, eighty one yes. RBIs, and just throw in there, he has thirteen stolen bases as well. Let's throw that. Uh, yes. let's throw that in there as well. Just, I mean, he just, it looks like he's a guy that just pays attention to details on both, obviously, on, you know, at the plate and, and on the mound um, as well. And when you look at his uh, ERA, it's the ERA of, you know, 3.43. And, you know, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Cole, he'll probably, you know, he could be in the, in, in the, uh, and in, in talks for MVP and Cy Young mm-hmm. as well. And, and I wouldn't put that past him if he ever does that. It's very possible that he can achieve that. In the near mm-hmm. future, he's very young. He's what, 27 years old, I believe he is. 27, yep. 28. 27. So, I mean, it's very achievable for this guy. If you put him on the right, get him on the right team, uh, he he can definitely do that. You know, be an MVP and a Cy Young. I've never seen that. Maybe I, I don't think anyone alive has seen that. I mean, they, Babe yeah. Ruth might be the the last player to do something sort of like this. Is Babe Ruth, and you you don't you don't see this. Um, you know, in 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 just a century type player. So you know. You know, every 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 once in every century, you'll see a player like this. Just outstanding, and I just only imagine how much money he's going to get this off season. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent. This talks about the Yankees going after him. We talked about the Mets going after him, and there's going to be a boatload of other teams uh, as well. So it's going to be interesting to see um, where he lands and how much money he he gets as well. But just just an outstanding player. Just a freak of nature for sure. Freak of nature, this Major League Baseball pitcher is leading mm-hmm. the league in home runs at 37. Um, <laughs> he's leading the league in home runs. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Olson is at 35, but every time Matt gets a little bit closer, um, you know, Otani just goes out and hit a couple home runs in one game and mm-hmm. then go pitch another game and then come back and hit some more. Uh, again, I, I like what you said, a freak of nature, and I never thought mm-hmm. I would see this. But it's kind of neat to no. see up close. I'm glad that the Braves didn't have to face him in pitching. But to face him in hitting, yeah. he got his, you know, he didn't hit any home runs. But um, a couple of doubles, some singles, um, he could hit the ball. He sees the ball very well. And that's surprising to me that a, a pitcher so athletic can hit that ball across um, every time. Kevin Walker, thank you. Thank you for these last few weeks. I woke up on Thursday and said, okay, I got Kevin today. We can talk some stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And I appreciate you for sure. Um, Never had it so good. Yeah, you know what? And and, and a shout-out to Eric who came on last week and just surprised me and and hung out the entire time. These guys are good people, good men, um, you know, former athletes, but now they are just good men. And I'm so proud of the circles of men that I have around me. Have a great evening. Tell Heather I said hello, and and thank you so much, okay? All right, right. likewise. Thank you. All right, and have a good vacation, David Duck Riley. I know that's what you're doing right now. And um, thank you, Kevin Walker. I really appreciate you. Never had it so good. We'll be back again. Um, what's today? Thursday. We'll be back on Monday to kind of take care of some stuff. 
and get ready for the fall season, and then we'll start that fall season on Thursday. We'll have anniversary show next Saturday, August 12th, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. I'm going to take the first hour, and then Kevin's going to come in and take the second hour, and we're really just going to talk about Never Had It So Good, um, talk about the college football season, and probably bring some people back that was there in year one and year two and year three. Wow, amazing. We're here at number And it's because, again, I have good people around me, and they help me to get this far, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Never had it so good. We'll see you next time.